follow your, your passion and things that you are interested in and seeing how you can make money with it. And I think that hopefully I have shown them that that is possible. Although it might not be as much as you could make in a corporate career, it pays so much more to do work that you love and that feels like you're making a difference in an area that you really want to have an impact in. So I hope that they see that from me and see that I've been able to follow that. Welcome to another insightful episode of Parent Entrepreneur Power. In this podcast, Mary Catherine Johnson and Evan Johnson highlight the successes and struggles of parents in business. They share how to be the example of success in entrepreneurship to foster the same in your child and so much more. Are you ready to power up? Okay, welcome everybody to another very exciting episode of Parent Entrepreneur Power. Uh, I am here with my lovely co-host slash mom, as always, Mary Catherine Johnson. And we have an incredible guest today, Andy Hill. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. So to start out, let's make sure everybody listening is on the same page. Tell us, who are you? And what do you do? Yeah, my name is Andy Hill. I'm the host of the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast. It's a podcast focused on helping young families build wealth and happiness. And a part of that is, you know, uh, partnering with my wife uh, to produce a segment on Fridays. And then every once in a while, I even bring my nine-year-old daughter on the show to do a little segment with me too. So I'm all about this work-life integration plan that you guys have here on the show. That's pretty cool. Do you have just uh, the one uh, child then? I have a seven-year-old son as well, and sometimes he comes on. I like to do a quote at the end of my show to kind of leave the audience with some excitement, and sometimes he reads it as well, which is which is fun to do with my boy. Okay, so then seven and nine. Seven and nine, yeah. Every two kids. Wow. How are they doing with uh, with your business? I mean, do they know a lot about what you do? And if you ask them, you know, what does dad do? Would they be able to spit it off? Uh, or would they just say he gets to it, talk into a microphone and make money? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I've involved them uh, pretty, pretty uh, intently for their age, I suppose. Um, I mean, they're not, they're not owning a lot of the business right now or doing a lot yeah. of part of it, but they know what I do. I've got my little podcast studio in the basement just outside of their play area. I used to have a nine to five doing corporate event marketing, not just two years ago. So they've seen my transition from daddy being on the road and gone a lot as, as well as being in the office to had daddy having his office at home and being there to drop us off at school and then being there to pick us up after school and making sure they're happy and healthy when they get home. So I, I think they enjoy the change as well as I definitely enjoy the change. <laughs> yeah. Big difference, right? Big time. Big time. Yeah. The only thing they probably have to do is uh, know that if they're playing in the playroom and you're on a podcast, they know they have to be quiet. It's a good point. Yeah, they've gotten really good at it. They've uh they do a really good job of honoring the time that I'm home working and we even have that moment in time where I say, "Zoe, we got to we got to turn the Wi-Fi off on your phone because I don't want to steal the bandwidth from the conversation I'm about to have. She already knows. She knows how to connect off of that and we've got we got a nice flow at the house with this digital entrepreneur life we're leading." 
Isn't that crazy? I mean, most people don't have to worry about that, right? They lock into their company Wi-Fi, use it on their phone, use it on their desktop, use it on their laptop, use it anywhere they want. Uh, but we have to really train our kids that this is the tool we use through which we make money. Yeah. So we've got to make it and we communicate with the rest of the world in a meaningful way. So we've got to make sure it works well. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and they and they get it. And I get to have some fun conversations with them too about how I make the money as well. You know, whether it's with the podcast or with my YouTube channel or through partnering with companies that I know, like, and trust, I think they're, they're understanding a little bit more. And subsequently they have interest as well in creating videos and, and doing things online. So that, that'll come with time. They're not doing anything, um, you know, intense right now, but I think they're just enjoying the entertainment and fun that can come from making videos and having fun with it. I just say like, cause they're going to keep growing up cause seven to nine is still pretty young. So yeah. do you, do you want them to be a part of your business as they grow up? Or do you kind of want to encourage them to do their own thing or both? It's a good question. If they are interested in what I'm doing and the content I'm putting out, or even just whatever, you know, being a digital entrepreneur in general, I would love for them to be a part of it. It would make me so happy. But on the opposite end, I am very, very interested in them following their passions and their dreams because I know how important it is to like what you do for a living. And if you don't have that excitement to wake up on Mondays, uh, then it doesn't matter what you've chosen to do. You, you. I feel like moving towards enjoyment with your work is so important. So if they have no desire to talk to dad about family finance, then that's okay. They don't have to. They can do whatever they want and uh, just do it uh, in, a, in a way that makes them happy and make a decent living. So I think uh, I'm just going to, I'll subtly give them the option. And if they decide that they don't want to move in that way, that's okay with me. Especially when we're talking about things like college, right? Um, how 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 do you feel about that? If it's something that, let's say they they might um, and and you know when before I go into college, you yeah. talked about subtly giving them that hint. Yeah, we have to continue doing that. However, in a different way, based on their age level and their exper- experience level with world and with business and with finance and all those things. So we we kind of have to. I I, uh, I plant seeds. And I mainly plant seeds in my husband. My kids are, <laughs> I don't have to plant very many seeds with them. They they see what I do. They see the benefits of it and they can make their own choices. But with my husband, I have to plant seeds. I have to water them yeah. and I have to nurture them and I have to hopefully help them grow. And some seeds don't germinate at all. And some seeds just take off. And uh, yeah, we're, we're in a taking off period right now in another direction uh, with the two of us. But, you know, you, you kind of have to do that at their level at the time. So continue to, right? Absolutely. I mean, there's there's been times where Zoe or Calvin have been interested in, you know, I think it would be neat to make a YouTube channel, Dad. Great. I said, okay, well, that sounds interesting. Why don't we make one video and see how that goes? And we'll just put it on mom's channel or dad's channel or something like that. And then see if you want to go from there. Usually it fizzles out after about one or two videos because there's a lot of work involved and it's a lot easier to watch Minecraft videos than it is to make your own Minecraft video. <laughs> so I, I like, you know, being there and open to helping them figure it out and realizing that there's a little bit of work that comes with those processes, even though it, it seems like a lot of fun. Um, it can be something that maybe you, it deters you in the beginning. But if you do have that drive and you want to keep doing it, I'm always going to be there as their dad to help them to try it out 
And if they don't like it, that's okay. And then just keep going from there. I think it's all about trying to give them little opportunities, whether it's soccer practice or chess club or making their first Minecraft video of just testing things out and deciding what they do like and what they want to keep doing more of. And then again, it's okay if they, it's okay if they want to change over over their childhood as well, because change is good as well. Oh, and especially when they're so young too. I mean, it's like when you're seven and nine, you don't really have that drive, you know what I mean, to create something like that. But it's really cool that you're giving them all these opportunities to do these different things because then when they do get to the age, you know, 18, whatever, and they're thinking really hard about careers and about things that they do have a drive for, then they'll they'll remember, you know, that you're there for them and that they have all these different opportunities and different things they could try. And now they're in a better position to actually be willing to put in the work to create something like that. So I think yeah. that's really cool. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, because then it's not really work as much, right? Absolutely. I mean, we know that. It, it comes naturally. It's something we're drawn to. It's something we dream about. We think about. We eat, sleep, and and uh, play around it. And it's constantly going in our heads. And that kind of brings me back to the whole idea of of college. I mean, how do you feel about colleges? Is, is your family one that where they have to go to college no matter what, or is it just kind of an open opportunity? You know, that's a great question. What we're doing as parents is just per trying to prepare financially for that reality of college. So we've been doing their 529 college savings accounts ever since they were little kids and put away a good chunk when they were babies and continue to put a little amount in each month to help that grow. We're not, we're definitely based on the calculators I've looked at, we're definitely not going to have all of the amount of money that's required for them to go to college in 2030 and 2032, maybe half, probably less than half. And if they really have a desire to go through the college experience and do all that they need to do based on what they're interested in, they're going to have to have some, uh, you know, uh, say in it and, and some contribution to it. So that's going to be filling out scholarships. That's going to be working in high school. That's going to be working in college, maybe going to community college for the first couple of years so we can afford this as a family. Or it's making the decision that maybe the university route isn't what they need to do. Um, and worst case scenario for our 529 savings, I'm sure we'll figure out how to use that money just fine. Um, but I think I think if we kind of prepare halfway, I feel like that makes us feel prepared as parents uh, because if they do decide to go to college, it's great. It worked out well for both Nicole and I. We had both had, um, you know, I had a 15 year career, subsequently uh, moved into an entrepreneurial life. Uh, but I, I don't regret any of the 15 years that I had in my first uh, portion of my life. I think it helped me prepare to be a good entrepreneur. It helped me prepare to have good social skills. It helped me prepare to have a great network. And if my kids want to have that uh, route, then we'll be we'll be halfway prepared and they can help us get the rest of the way. <laughs> so then you wouldn't awesome. be upset if your kids uh, decided to go the entrepreneurial route, like right out of high school, as opposed to college. No, I think that could be an experience within itself, honestly. If that was one of those things that they said, I have a strong passion towards this. I'm going to make it work, mom and dad. And I believe by then we would have given them the tools, not the financial tools, but the knowledge and skills to understand what it means to pay for your own bills, to take care of yourself to manage your own schedule. These are little lessons we're doing as parents as they get older and uh, they get a little harder as they get older, as, as Zoe's found. Uh, but by that time, by 18, 
I'm hoping that they're ready to launch based on the skills that we provided them either way. So whether that's a college route or they want to go study abroad or they want to start their own business, we're, we're hopeful that by that time they'll have the maturity to, to manage that. And uh, if not, I, I don't know, we'll, we'll continue to make decisions as parents to help them launch in the right way. It's so, I, I'm, I'm so glad to hear that because I know one of Evan's goals um, would fit right into what you're talking about with your kids. Uh, he has a very specific number goal to help a certain number of people uh, do what they love rather than what society, family, and friends expect of them. Because so many of us live our lives based on what society, friends, and family expect us to do rather than doing what we love. So it looks like you're setting your kids up exactly to do that. And you have the contingency plans with the wonderful financial brain you have uh, to have it covered, whether they're in college, doing college or entrepreneurs. And yeah, you'd be able to use that, right, Evan? So can you talk about that a little oh, bit yeah. about your No, it's, it's very, one of the things I'm most passionate about is seeing people do, do what they love. Right. And the reason for that is I've seen way, way more people than not fall into that trap of doing, of shooting themselves. You know what I mean? Doing what they should do. Um, taking the, the college and then the, the office job route, not because they want to, but because they're forced to do it and they don't feel like they could do anything else. And then you get the like corporate drones, uh, that the zombies, you know what I mean? So you're definitely setting your kids up for success in that they have a mindset that they can, you know, go after something that they do, that they want, even if it's not something that is, you know, along the line that society says is normal and, and correct. You know what I mean? Like they can be the kind of trailblazers. And so, yeah. So of course I love that. Because like I said, that's one of the things I'm most passionate about is seeing people do that and seeing people live the life for themselves. And it's great also that you're, you're setting your kids up for this because then they can start out you know, with that mindset instead of waiting until they're in their 40s, 50s, 60s to realize, oh, well, my goodness, you know, I'm like, I'm halfway done. And like, I've, what have I even been doing? You know what I mean? Like, I haven't even been, I haven't been living my life for me. It just felt like a, I blinked and 20 years went by in this job that I don't even care about. Absolutely. And a lot of people do find themselves in that position. I, I personally did uh, maybe five, seven years ago. I had that sort of epiphany moment where I'm like, what am I doing here? I don't, I don't enjoy what I'm doing. I'm making great money and I'm supporting my family, but I don't really feel passionate about what I'm doing and I'm selling something that I don't care about and I, I, I need a way to, to do something that I do care about. And that's five years ago when I decided to start my own side hustle turned hobby, uh, sorry, hobby turned side hustle turned full-time thing with, with my podcast and, and my small business. So it took me a while to, to find that moment. It wasn't always uh, so bad. It wasn't always so bad, but it got to a point where I just wanted to make that change and feeling stuck. Like you can't move out of a position is never a position I wanted to be in. And I did feel very, very stuck, uh, both financially as well as just my commitments as a father, my commitments as a husband, and just generally with what I had done within the industry. So my, my goals over the next five years were to unstuck myself. <laughs> and, um, 
and uh, we did. We did. We were able to do that. We were able to save quite a bit of money, put ourselves in a position of of strength and reduce our vulnerability, uh, diversify our income streams, and then I was able to make the leap in January of 2020 to to do this full time. So, wow. Uh- Right before the pandemic. Yeah. If you're ever going to start a small business, do it two <laughs> months before a pandemic. Great <laughs> idea. No, it, it, I'm still standing here today. So it's, yeah, uh, <laughs> I did the same thing the day yeah. before. The day before the country shut down was the day I had my first webinar after I had purchased Bot Academy, which is the, the training program that I took uh, four years ago from Andrew Warner. I purchased it from him. I did a webinar with him the day before we shut down. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And I'm still standing a year and a half later, so that's fine. But it it, it wasn't fun. It was not fun. I will just say that. Yeah, <laughs> the uncertainty. Right? <laughs> it's the uncertainty, right? I mean, if if you can make it through this in the uncertainty of the world, in addition to the uncertainty of entrepreneurship, um, you're good. You're fine. You'll you'll be fine. I feel pretty. I feel pretty good. Uh, obviously, my revenue goals have not hit where I was yeah, hoping course. over the last year yeah. and a half. But the fact right. that it's even a thing now uh, makes me feel like, wow, I think I think I'm going to be fine. Yes, <laughs> and that's part of it too. I, you know, I've got to say, with our kids, and I, I tell me if you agree with this or not. I look at uh, trying to help my kids start further along the success path than I did. Right. It doesn't mean they're not going to have challenges. It doesn't mean they have to have, they don't have mindset shifts they have to make because most of entrepreneurship success is a mindset. Yes. Um, and an ability to be, um, to persevere. Uh, that's really, to me, that if you're going to, con- if you are going to craft a skill and practice a skill, it's got to be perseverance. Um, and so, how are you trying to help your kids start a little? further along. And obviously you've already shared with us that, you know, helping them with their YouTube channel, helping them make decisions for where they want their life to go and not be stuck, you know, all those kinds of things. Is there anything else you can think of that hopefully they won't have to deal with that you did have to deal with? Yeah. I would say some of the skills and knowledge that I'm able to provide through what I've learned through my, for my podcast. And a lot of that's on the family finance side, just because I, I enjoy, I enjoy learning more about that. So my skills, my kids are learning the skills. You talk about perseverance. They're learning the, they're learning the skills of self-sufficiency at an early age. If they want to buy something, then they're going to learn how to earn money in order to buy that thing. And if they don't have money for that thing, oh, you, you can't buy that thing. Uh, so it's it's a skill that you're that they're learning at. I mean, my daughter started a chore and reward system with me at four or five years old, earning a couple dollars here and there. We talked about the importance of saving money, spending money smartly, investing it, planning for college, and even giving it. All these great skills that they're learning that they're going to do from now until they're eighteen. By the time they turn eighteen, they're going to have the financial acumen to go off to maybe be an entrepreneur or to maybe go off to college and not go into credit card debt or go into a big amount of student loan debt that's going to put them back for 10, 15 years before they actually can hit zero and say, okay, now I can start my life. Uh, So a lot of that has prepared them financially. I think just personally, uh, from the perseverance side of things, we have a lot of discussions about 
you know, setting expectations, um, managing our emotional strength, and being able to step back when things get hard, having the ability to allow yourself not only the, the financial resources to make things go well, but also the time management resources for you to be successful too, because there's gonna be points of period of time where things are gonna come at you very fast, and the ability for you to step back and handle it in a calm and cool fashion can be just as great as having you know all of your financial cards uh, in balance as well. So we're trying to balance a lot of those things uh, from, from emotional skills to financial skills as they launch to 18. And of course, the financial skills, I feel like, kind of stem from the emotional skills in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it, one very, very much influences the other. Absolutely. Yeah. If you can, if you can reduce the things that cause stress or reduce the things that might cause future stress by preparing today, I'm all about that. And if I can teach my kids those skills early on, even just they're all little micro lessons. It's not like, Hey, they they got it all at five. It's like, okay, what can we teach them now that they're a little bit older? You know, Zoe's nine now, and now she's packing her own snacks and filling up her water bottle in the morning instead of dad doing, okay, that's a micro step to her eventually packing her own lunch to her doing her own laundry. Like it's just, Mm -hmm. it's just getting to a point where we've created a full fledged adult (laughs) and it happens over a long period of time. And uh, we still have got a ways to go. We've got uh, middle uh, elementary school kids now. So, oh my goodness. Um, I'll just say, um, I'm sorry. When you come to middle school, um, I'll just. I remember I'll just, middle school. I, I, I apologize to myself. <laughs> I'll just say I'm sorry. When you come to middle school, you're going to deal with stuff you really don't want to deal with, but you will have to. But I'll tell you, um, I have to. I have to say, this first podcast was all about building business while you raise kids and how basically the stages of business growth are really similar to our kids' growth, right? The startup phase, we are just enamored with this baby and we can't stop looking at it and thinking about it. And oh my gosh, taking care of it. Your business is the same way in the beginning. Um, and it grows from there, the toddler stage, you have a couple steps forward, you fall back on your bum, then you get up and you could go a couple steps forward, right? All those stages are mirrored in parenting and entrepreneurship. They seriously are. But I'm going to tell you right now, nothing will prepare you for letting them go into the world. Because very few of us, when we start a business, do we actually let it go and and leave it and go, okay, now you're on your own. I'm going to come over here and do this thing and expect it to keep going. Um, We really don't unless we build it that way. But that, that preparation, what you just said, is exactly what parenting is all about. It really is. Yes, that process feels like it's a long time. They're going to be on their own as adults dealing with their own stuff for hopefully, uh, what, probably eight or nine times as long as they, or, you know, maybe seven or eight times as long as they were with you. So if you can create that, (laughs) right, if you can create that structure and help them with that, uh, then, you know, you know that they'll go out. Yeah, they're going to make mistakes. Yeah, they're going to have hardship, trauma, all the things that we all do as humans. Um, But you gave them as much as you could with the foundation. And and it sounds like you're doing it. Really? I mean, how many people uh, nowadays, Evan, you tell me how many people that you went to school with have any sense of financial um, stability or financial knowledge. I can think of one that is like very like financially literate, I guess, if you want to use that term financially intelligent, 
Otherwise, it ranges from like vaguely to not at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You can you can get a lot of control and get a lot of uh, opportunity in life when you're in control of your money because it's a tool that can it can help you achieve those goals and teach those uh, those values that you have. Um, and obviously, it can be a tool used for the opposite way too if you don't know how to use it. So it's all about being able to harness the tool and use it for what you want. Yeah, luckily Evan's dad is a is a tax accountant, so uh, he definitely has uh, tax understanding. And as a small business person, making sure you make your um, your you know quarterly estimate payments and you know all this kind of stuff is taken care of. Uh, dad's definitely educated him on that side. So that's incredible. Um, wow. So as we begin to kind of wind down the episode, we like to end with a bit of a doozy of a question. That is by asking, if you were to die tomorrow, what would be the entrepreneurial legacy that you would leave behind for your kids to use as they potentially grow into entrepreneurs themselves? Well, it's a tough one to think about. I would say, I would, I would, I would, I would look at the ability to, I guess, follow your your passion and things that you are interested in and seeing how you can make money with it. And I think that hopefully I have shown them that that is possible. Although it might not be as much as you could make in a corporate career, it pays so much more to do work that you love and that feels like you're making a difference in an area that you really want to have an impact in. So I hope that they see that from me and see that I've been able to follow that passion if I were to pass away <laughs> early on in my life um, and then uh, maybe take that drive in their career or their job or their small business as an entrepreneur, however they want to follow that path, uh, just to just to do it with purpose and to do it to follow the family values that we've set forth for them. And you know, sometimes you can even make more than a corporate job I'm hoping that comes, my like friend. That. I'm going to work on it. <laughs> right now, I'm making about a quarter of what I used to make in my old job, but that was a year ago. So give me like, give me like yeah. five, ten years. I'll be there. I'm going to do it. Oh, you'll you'll blow it away. I mean, and not even just as much. We're talking the ability to scale is. I mean, obviously, you, you're in control. I'm down. I'm in. I like this. <laughs> So for those who are interested in you and what you do, where can they find out more about you? Yeah, well, if you're listening to this great podcast, you can type in Marriage, Kids, and Money in your favorite podcast player and uh, hit the subscribe button, hang out with me there and learn about what we're doing. And you can even hear Zoe on the podcast, Calvin every once in a while, and then my awesome wife, Nicole, on Fridays for our conversations that we call Bread and Wine, where we sit down and talk about money and we'll having a glass of wine together. Wow. And what is it? You said you have a small business. What, uh, besides the podcast, uh, how do you help people with marriage and kids and money? Yeah, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching uh, to help people with their finances. So again, on the website, Marriage, Kids, and Money, you can find that resource. But a lot of what I do with regard to making money is creating content on the internet. So I'm making videos, I'm making TikToks, I'm making podcasts, all for, uh, for my channels, as well as for other brands and financial brands to help put out mm -hmm. a message of uh, family financial empowerment out there. So I'm having a lot of fun with it. Wow. Fantastic. Well, I, I'm really excited that we were able to 
to chat again and kind of bring this um, to the next generation, so to speak, of the podcast and the conversation. And uh, I'm just really honored that you were able to come on again and chat with both of us instead of just me. And uh, can't wait to see all the amazing things that uh, that you do. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the invitation and, and kudos to you guys for carrying on this great conversation. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Parent Entrepreneur Power. Hopefully you came away with valuable tools you can use in your business, life, and relationship with your kids. If you want to hear more about our mission, or if you want more insights into cultivating your parent entrepreneur power, join our movement to make entrepreneurship more accessible to parents and their kids at parententrepreneurpower.com.